This is a CBC Podcast. You can get paid to drink fancy cocktails in Calgary. Is that what it means to be an influencer in YYC? I'm Anise Hedari, and this is Calgary. Every day in our city, someone puts on a new dress or crushes some takeout or does, well, it seems like anything that we do for free, these people can get paid for it. They're social media influencers, and there are plenty of them right here in this city. You know, Anise, I've watched so many people eat Pad Thai lately. I don't actually like peanut-flavored things. Like, at all. I'm sorry to tell you that. Oh, no. (laughs) This won't work. But... All I want now, I found myself last night looking at Pad Thai takeout, skip the dishes to my home, and I don't even like it. But all I've been seeing are people eating it and loving it, and I have been influenced. That's our producer, Josh Page, and today we are going to find out why he wants Pad Thai, because we're going to dig into the influencer scene, and we are going to talk about how you can do this yourself. When we started batting this idea around, an episode on influencers in Calgary, I didn't realize like how deep my head is in the sand. So I dusted off the 30 followers I have on my own Instagram account, <laughs> started searching around for people in Calgary. And Wandering in YYC is a really popular one. So it's a couple. They go eat a lot of food. They go on some dates. And it's a lot of pictures and videos of them just doing stuff. They went to a wolf sanctuary not long ago. Ooh. Petted some wolf dogs. Looked wait, pretty they, cute. Wait. They pet them? Well, there was like feeding involved. So- someone was petting them. Okay. <laughs> Who was actually petting them? I'm not sure, but I was, in th- I was entranced by the video. And uh, then, you know, they went to the dentist. One of them went to the dentist. She grinds her teeth. I grind my teeth. I was feeling, you know, something in that moment. I did not think that we were going to talk about influencers encouraging you to floss, uh, but there you go. And I quickly learned from following this account that if there is something happening in the world, no matter what it is, there is someone trying to influence you to do it. Well, and in Calgary, there is a real money to be made here. There's a lot of it. And I wanted to immerse myself in this world for this episode before we figure out how to do it ourselves. So I went to opening night of the Mean Girls musical. It's put on by Broadway across Canada, and it was at the Jubilee Auditorium in Calgary a few weeks ago. That's where I found Instagram influencer Katrina Olson. She was ready for this particular show in a giant neon pink fuzzy jacket. I did like everything fuzzy textured pink for Mean Girls. It's not even Pink Wednesday, on pink though. on pink. <laughs> I know, but it's opening night, so you have to wear pink. Why'd you come? Um, I love Broadway across Canada and everything they bring to Calgary because, yeah, places like Toronto get shows like this a lot more often, and we get ones every month. Uh, so I assume you're going to post about this on Instagram, right? Yes, of course. Uh, what other platforms do you use? Uh, TikTok, Twitter, but mostly TikTok and Instagram. So for my page, I like doing restaurants, like food, fashion, art, cultural things that happen like that's what I like to promote so my audience like the large percentage of my followers are from Calgary yeah tomorrow or I'll probably do it late tonight when I get in bed and do like a little recap for TikTok of what the performance was tonight and people dressed up and the aesthetic of the whole place are you going to talk about how the CBC talked to you uh yeah you I don't can have talk to about that. <laughs> I guess you have to wait until the show is done but walk me through what your recap's going to look like if you've already got it in your head yeah, so it's just going to be really quick. I'm going to find a really fun song and then just put, it's going to be like a montage of all the little clips I got tonight from this. Do you get invited to a lot of events like this? Yes. 
this is my favorite part of doing this, meeting new people. Meeting new people, engaging with new audiences in Calgary, and you know, all of these things bring different artists into our city. That's the most exciting part too, right? Like we get exposure to, to different artists coming in here, and um, that part makes me so happy. I love it, man. It's a whole world. There were a lot of people there who were all taking pictures for Instagram, TikTok, probably platforms I've never heard of because I know way less about this than I thought I did until I was at that show. Tell me how, Anise. (laughs) (laughs) People like Katrina Olson and the dozens of people that I met there, many of them get to enjoy events like that one for free. Some of them, though, take it a step further. They get to make money. So I wanted to know if anyone can do that, because it cannot be as simple as post something online, get free stuff. Mary Otakpour is an influencer. Queen's Playground is her handle. She has more than 10,000 followers on Instagram. She is proof you don't need a million followers to attract customers. You head to Mary's feeds and you'll see her wearing nice clothes, occasionally biting into some Mary Brown's fried chicken. And if you see her Instagram posts from the airport, she's not lugging around my 1980s realness inherited from my grandmother. She's demonstrating some new, smooth luggage that she's promoting. Mary knows how all of this works. And she popped into the CBC's decidedly not Instagram studio to tell me about it. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I really appreciate you coming in to talk to us about this. I'm very flattered you asked me to come. So, I don't know if you like the term or not. But we're we're talking about influencers. Yes. Would, would you say that that's what you are? Would you to use that term? To be quite honest, yes. Like, I, I understand the whole thing behind the term. But really, I definitely fall in that category. So I don't mind at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm an influencer. How'd you get into it? How'd you start? Um, It always sounds like such a cliche story. And it's always so funny. But really, I've worked in mental health for a couple years now, I would say over 10 years. And whenever you interview for a job in the field, they always ask you, you know, what is your coping mechanisms? What do you do for fun? You know, they need to know those things because ideally that helps you um, cope and like be able to do your job better, really. And I would always just say, yeah, I really like fashion. And, you know, I was always into fashion. I would just steal my sister's clothes. (laughs) So (laughs) I was always just like putting outfits together And then, you know, I found out about Instagram and um, I kind of like, I think it was my sister who had sent me something about fashion. And I was just like, oh, people actually do this. At the time, I didn't know people actually got paid. I just knew that people were posting their outfits on Instagram. And it was cool and fun. And it was cool and fun. So I was like, oh, I got some outfits. So I started doing it. And um, actually, sorry, I didn't start doing it at the time. I really wanted to, but I was having a lot of imposter syndrome. And then my family bought me um, a DSLR camera, a can. <laughs> so I was like, okay, now I have to do it. <laughs> you guys got me a camera. So I started doing it. My ex at the time would help me a lot, would take pictures of me, and, like, I would post them. And then it just kind of went on from there. And that was how I discovered that you can get paid because they would contact me. And I'm like, oh, like, you actually – how did you even find me? Like, you know, all of that. So that's just how it kind of kicked off, and I just kind of kept going from there. And, and when you talk about – you know, doing it, doing this stuff. You're talking about like at this point posting pictures of of the outfits that you've come up with and the different fashions you like. Yeah. And the reason that I, I specifically say doing that to some people that might sound a bit like off, just be like, so you're talking about like taking pictures online. But really, I've had people be like, 
oh, wow, I would have never thought to put it that way. I've seen that on a website. I would have never, like, you know, bought that because of how the model was wearing it. I, I think a lot of people know about, like, Zara, for example. Their models are always doing something so ridiculous on the website. And my friends will always laugh about it. And they're like, I saw that outfit and I would have never guessed that's how, like, to style it. So just hearing feedback like that where people are like, I actually go on your page and I want to see how you style things because it helps me kind of like do that as well and so that's where that also kind of ties in together as well now that you're doing this you know mm-hmm. you post things that but bo- they're both things that you're like i love this mm-hmm. i want to show this to people but also companies are like hey mary are yeah. you interested in working with us yeah tell me how they find you so it's a lot of different ways. A lot of people don't actually know this. Um, a lot of companies are represented by PR companies. So a lot of the PR companies are the ones who reach out. So they'll represent multiple companies. So I've had like one PR company represent um, Grand Marnier, for example, and then they still represent another brand or whatever. So they just kind of reach out. They're, they're very well aware of who's an influencer in the city, which is where hashtags also come in. And a lot of people don't know that. And people think it's just stupid. But really, whenever you see, like, under my post, YYC influencer, Canadian influencer, it's there for a reason for those people to be able to, to be able to find me and know that I'm specifically a Canadian influencer and I'm specifically in Calgary. Mm, so it's sense. not just to be like, hey, look at all these cool things yeah. I want people to see. It's that you're, it's it's almost like the, uh, I'm going to age myself. By saying, yeah. It's like putting yourself in the yellow pages for influencers. Basically, basically, because then they go and they can, you know, because like on Instagram, you can follow hashtags now, mm-hmm. right? So you can go and like really look and find people. So that's where that also comes in. And to be quite honest, it's a variety of things. I think once you get on the PR company's list, you're just there too. So they always like, I'm not sure what the process is on that end. But they have, a, they definitely have a list of influencers within the city. And if a project comes on that feels appropriate for the influencer, then they'll reach out to you and say, hey, you know, this is what we have. And um, what are your rates and stuff like that? You mentioned Grand Marnier. Tell me about the recent things that you did with them and, and how that worked out. Yeah, that was honestly so exciting because Grand Marnier is such a big company that when they like when they reached out to me, I was like, me? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And that's where that imposter syndrome comes from. Like, you know, where I'm just like, I know I've done this for a long time, but I'm still just like me. Like, <laughs> But um, so they were, they're launching a new Grand Margarita. They have launched it. And so basically Grand Marnier is known to have like a certain like taste. Um, what's the word? Mouth, mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. No, that's wrong. Like I'm not sure. Yeah. We're going to so, use the wrong term here. <laughs> but they, um, they're launching a margarita and they said, you know, we're calling this the Grand Margarita. We want people to know that there's more to Grand Marnier and, you know, this is how they can do it at home and and all of that. So they wanted to bring a lot of light to that and bring a lot of um, exposure to that Grand Marnier. So what they wanted me to do was, you know, show people how easily they can make it at home. So that's basically the whole content idea behind it. But for me, it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to go make it at home. For me, I'm like, I want to make sure that when you see it, It's like a quality content and you can use it as well. Like Grand Marnier, they can use it as well as, you know, something they can use as an ad or whatever it is. So that's where that also comes in, where I then will hire like a local photographer or videographer to help me shoot the content to make sure it matches the brand's quality and expectations, basically. So you spent money. Oh, yeah, I spent money. (laughs) I spent money to make sure that my work is, you know, what they expect, basically. So. 
how much money can you make from this? How much how much money is out there? Oh for an my god, there's a lot of money out there. Um and really, it depends on your growth on your platform as well. The more you grow, the more money you can charge. So that's one thing to kind of let people know when I talk about consistency. That also ties into that as well. So the more money you make, um, the sorry, the more you grow, the more money you make, and you can make thousands. Like I've made like I would say three, four thousand from just one brand deal. Three or four thousand from one. So when yeah, you say three, one brand deal, how many posts would that be? Typically? That would be like. So a lot of factors go into that, right? So it would be um, over the next the span of one month, we want you to post um, two uh, reels, one static post, which is just like the photos, and then three stories, right? And so within that time, um, you know, that time frame, you quote them for that, and that can add up to $4,000. And and then it's even more if they're like, oh, we want you to... Um, you can't work with any of our competitors for the next four months. You can charge them for that because then if they're, you can't make any money with any other competitors within that four months. So you can charge them for that as well. If they want to use it for advertising, you can charge for that as well. That's a different cost. So a lot of factors go into it. So you can make a lot of money. It all adds up. Um, your starting rates are just like, you know, um, whatever it is. So let's say, for example, you charge $600 for a reel, right? If they're asking you to make two reels, that's already $1,200. If they're saying, okay, add on an Instagram post, and you know, say you charge four or $500 for an Instagram post, that already is like $2,000. Yeah. yeah, and that's not even including anything else that's on the contract that they want you to do. To be fair, though, this is... I- I, I think people might hear this and go like, yeah, whatever, I do that anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. nothing. But like you gotta plan this out, you gotta script oh, yeah. this, you gotta get it approved. Like you this have is a to job. pay other people if you're creating like you know what I mean? So for the Grand Marnier, I also have to factor in, okay, how much am I gonna have to pay a videographer and a photog- photographer and still make money from this, still put money aside for taxes, whatever it is, right? So you have to calculate all of that and really like figure it out to make sure that it's still profitable for you in at the end, yeah. right? So you can do that. And honestly, I feel like people People really underestimate um, social media. Uh, I believe it was Monet McMichael. She's a TikTok star that made it on a Forbes list. She was a nurse. <laughs> she started creating content on TikTok, and she's now on the Forbes list. Yeah, as and a million, make a lot of money, but you it's a make, business. It's, it's work. a business. It's a lot of work. Um, you, you know, it's a lot of work, and just like anything, it can also you know affect you as well. So you need to like. Really weigh your options and like know the balance. There's so. the mental health professional. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta add that in. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can make a lot of money. Like people have made, people quit their jobs and make money from it just yeah. solely. Yeah. And I, I mean, I should point out like three or four thousand dollars. That I mean, that's a lot of money to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a lot of money to oh, you. Oh yeah, that's but a lot to, of like, money. A liquor company, that's way, that's way cheaper than a radio ad, yeah. than a TV ad, than like banner ads on websites. Exactly. It's very cheap for them. Exactly. And I, I think a lot of people need to realize that, you know, don't be scared to like really set your rates. I mean, be reasonable based on the kind of content you create, you know, obviously as well and like the quality and, and all of that. You know, be reasonable on that end, but also like know these companies are like they would be paying way more in advertising than they're paying you. So this is just a scratch on the surface for a lot of them. So, you know, really, you know, make sure that you're getting your worth. You know, when we see influencers on on any of the platforms, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or mm-hmm. 
I guess Facebook has them. Whatever comes next as well. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the times people feel this trust because mm-hmm. they assume you like what you're promoting personally and that you, yeah. you would use it anyway. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the case? Do you like all the stuff that you promote? I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. When I first started, it was like, okay, wow, I can get paid from this. Like, let's do it. And so I would just kind of take on whatever came to me. Uh, but now um, I just, I can't. There are certain ones I'm just like, I don't actually even like it. So no, it just, it's going to feel forced for me, which for me, I'm a very expressive person. So if it feels forced, it's going to show. <laughs> It's going to show. So I really try and and really avoid that. And within the last couple of years, definitely I've been doing ones that I'm like, okay, I align with this and I'm very happy with the content that I've been putting out because I actually like do and, you know, drink these things and eat these things. So, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. If you ever see me doing a post for a mayonnaise brand, it was a paid (laughs) forced advertisement or I'm crying for help somehow, yeah. probably paid. There's no way. <laughs> That's I'm, funny. I'm, now I'm just laughing, imagining what a mayonnaise influential yeah, can campaign you, would be. Honestly, you'd be surprised. There's some that, like, there's some ads I've seen, I didn't even know it was an ad for something so random, and I'm like, oh, you did that in a really good, I would have never, like, thought to, like, do it that way. Something so random, like, I don't even remember the last one I saw, but don't be surprised. Mayonnaise is easy to market. Not to me. Me neither. Me neither. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) But it can be. People can make it cool. You never know. Um, It's not just about, like, the stuff itself, right? Mm -hmm. There's, like, events. Like, Mm -hmm. earlier in in the show, you know, we heard that uh, we heard people at a event. And it wasn't an influencer event. It was just influencers at a screening or showing of uh, mean Girls. Mm-hmm. But there's also like influencer specific events, right? Oh, Where yeah. they're like, we're doing this specifically to have, yeah. I guess, everybody in on that hashtag show up. Yeah. Dude, tell me about those. Like, what? Because I'm like, yeah. what? There's a party and I. <laughs> There's a party and I'm not invited happens a lot, but yeah. I'm not invited to be. Yeah, yeah. there definitely is some, like, influencer-specific ones, um, and that's more just to help the company bring a lot of awareness to what's going on. So it could be, like, for example, I have one coming up with um, uh, National on 10th, and so they're reopening, and I was like, oh, I didn't even know they were closed. So, like, stuff yeah. like that that occurs, so then they'll invite influencers and say, hey, come and check out the new reopen location and help us spread awareness as to what we've added, you know, what the new new things are. And so we go there and just kind of check it out and really let people know on our platforms, hey, you know, Nationals now open and they've now added this and like you can do this and that. So that's where those events kind of come in to kind of bring more awareness to a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it is just really cool where it's like a new restaurant opens and they're like, we want you to try out our menu and let us know. Oh, those are the ones I'm like, yeah, invite me. I like, f- I like food. <laughs> Bring me, <Yeah, laughs> take me there. <laughs> I mean, I'm hearing this. I'm like, okay, um, how to? <laughs> and they just find you. Same thing. It's all through the PR companies as mm-hmm. well. So that's also this, these people are represented by PR companies, or sometimes the business themselves will message you. Yeah, but a lot of it is before. from PR companies. Yeah. Do you think I could be an influencer? Oh yeah. 
oh, yeah, what do you like talking about? What do you like, you know, doing? What do you do for your hobbies? For me, fashion was my hobby. That's why I, like, made it a whole thing. Yeah, but I talk about, like, telecom policy and economics for my hobbies. But you know what? As much as you think there's not an audience for that, there really is. It really, truly is. I follow the most random things. Like, I just started following clinging TikTok. I'm like, this is how I know I'm 30 now because, (laughs) like, I'm excited about cleaning. I never had watched that before, but now I just literally watch people clean all day. So honestly, I think that just don't be scared. There's always an audience. You you may not think so, but people have interests, like same interests, and sometimes they just don't know where to start. So, Mary, I really appreciate you coming in. Thanks for talking to us today. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm, I'm super flattered to even be invited. So thank you for having me. That is Mary Otakpour, an influencer in Calgary. You can find her at Queen's Playground Online on both Instagram and TikTok. I'm Anise Hedari, and this is Calgary, where hopefully we've influenced you to come back next week for another episode. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.